Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Yes, no. Hi, hello, and welcome to uh, the Living Martial Arts podcast with me, the Dark Master, and my uh, my psychic master, Ogborn. Um, my uh, lifelong friend. We have uh, an amazing, amazing guest for you today, uh, someone that we've both admired um, in our early days of Taekwondo, and we still do to this day. Uh, I was just talking off off air, um, something he said to me, which really uh, built me as a person and built my Taekwondo career. We have uh, Grandmaster Ted Hopwood with us. So, sir, how are you? Very well, thank you. Good, good. It's uh, amazing to um, to be able to to talk talk like this, and really, as I said, um, you know, from my point of view, uh, something that you said to me when I was a green belt uh, really changed my life. And uh, I just, first of all, want to publicly thank you for that, um, uh, for for saying those words, and um, really, really just set me on the path to Taekwondo. Um, also, as well, it's so nice that the three of us. Uh, my lifelong friend, um, who we've been to known each other for over fifty years now, uh, gets get the opportunity to chat to you once again um, on this stage. So, um, how are you doing, Mastro? Yeah, very well. And it's a great occasion to have uh, Grandmaster Ted Hopwood with us. One of the most inspirational characters in my Taekwondo uh, time of training, um, and I remember him coming to the Bristol area, uh, teaching us, and always taught with discipline. Also had a friendly side to him, which was I felt sadly lacking it in those days. He's very amicable, very inspirational character. That, um, like you, was one of the first people to say to me, you know, "You've got if you work hard at this, you could be quite good. You could be somebody." Thinking, wow! <laughs> and he was saying that to us, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it's, wow, it's, it's fantastic. Um, and again, I, hopefully, we'll come on to this later, but. The demonstrations that you used to do for us inspired us to do the type of demonstrations that we do. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't remember if you don't remember, sir, but um, you would do your breaking demonstration. You do a punch, and then you do a hammer fist and a ridge hand all on bricks. Yeah. And then another demonstration, you would do a jumping side kick. Somebody stood on a table holding a board, and it would be I don't know. I'm six foot, and it was above that height and you'd run up and do a flying sidekick we were like amazed by this yeah um it was just so inspirational i used to like um breaking and i must say it's an honor to be asked to come on here i appreciate you no not at all the honor's all ours no 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 um but yeah breaking was quite good but but going back to what i said to you both you can recognize people in your own, in Puma, for example, you, you know students who are, are going to be good. 
you know, you can recognize them. You, you can recognize students who are just training just for the sake of training, but you can also recognize quality students. And that, that's what I saw in YouTube. Yeah, thank you. That's very good. I saw quality then, which has proved me right. Yeah, no, that's no, it's it's great. No, th thank you very much for that. Um, well, um, without fur further ado, really, uh, the one the other thing I think is important, and I hope you know my my students and any other students will take this in, is about the the early days of of taekwondo. You know, we class you as one of the UK pioneers of taekwondo um, because when we started, there weren't many uh, people of your level, um, your skill first of all, and also your your um, level in your grade. Uh, but perhaps you can tell us a little bit about the uh, the early days in in the UK of Taekwondo and um, you know uh, how how you started really. Certainly, I, I started in about 1968. Wow! No, no, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. I actually saw um, I was in Spain at the time on holiday, and I saw this guy doing some little bits of kicking by the pool, and I went up to him and I said, "What are you doing?" And he said, I'm doing karate. I said, what, what is karate? Because them days, it was all sort of a, a, quite a lot of mystic about it. Yeah. And he explained it. And when I got back to Oxford, I went along and I tried to find a, a school. And I found Taekwondo. Wow. And I went to the university and uh, enrolled. Wow. Master Ree came down one day, Grandmaster Ree, I should say. Yes. Came down and he did his demonstration. And after that, I was hooked. Mm. And that was it. I was hooked and I was to train five nights a week. I used to come off a training session. The uniform would be steaming, mm -hmm. wet, solidly wet because all the training we did. And um, I was truly hooked. Yeah. And I've never looked back. And I think it's fantastic. Taekwondo is a very, very good discipline for anyone. Anyone, very good it is. So, yeah, that's how I started. Uh, well, it's it's great, and um, I, I think there's a, a couple of things there from from what you said. You know, the <laughs> uh, it, it's 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 strange because the, the way the way that you the way that you learn is always the way that you teach. And I remember you coming down. Uh, and you putting us through our paces, and we used to come off exactly the same. Yeah. Um, at least I, I particularly, and I still to this day love the physical side of taekwondo. I love the, the training and just working hard and thinking, right, I can do one more. And I remember you coming down, um, not just training, but sparring and, and sparring yeah. with us. Used to fight us, no, um, and us great. coming off dripping wet and thinking, yeah. wow, what a session that, that was. Yeah. We were all <laughs> petrified of you. No, 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 no. For how good you were. I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> no, no, you did. Oh, my gosh. I remember being side kicked and then turning kicked in the face and thinking, oh, my, this stuff's for real. Because um, we didn't do much sparring in the early days, did we? No, not at the school not, we were at. Not at the school that we were at, no. But it was it was good when you came out because we always knew we were going to do some uh, do some sparring. Do some and, real taekwondo. Yeah. And also, it was, it was sparring those days. We never had any equipment. You just go, right, fight. <laughs> well, even then, days. Even the uniforms, I mean, they, they were half masked up to, just around your knees. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember trying to uh, purchase a, a uniform after, off of uh, Grandmaster Ray, and it was sort of khaki style, khaki colour. Yeah. I was so disappointed. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because everyone had white ones, and I had a khaki one. 
yeah. 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 Yeah, well, yeah. I was going to ask you about that, about the about the changes you've seen sort of through the years. When I first started, uh, my, my instructor was a, a, a guy called John Crust, first degree. He was army, mm-hmm. ex army, and he was hard. I think that's where I got the the, um, the way of teaching hard because he was hard, mm-hmm. and, and it really was hard training. But nowadays, I think teaching is too soft. Mm-hmm. Um, there's too many regulations nowadays. Some for the good, some not so good. Um, and also nowadays, everything's changed in the way of techniques. Mm-hmm. They're changing all the time. I mean, we, we learn more about uh, food, for example, it, it, which is good for you, food which is not good for you. All these things are, are um, good, but sometimes not so good. Mm. Yeah. But Taekwondo in them days was more of an adventure. I found it, and I was hooked, totally hooked. Um, and I and I, I used to go around to different schools, even go to Master E once a week, and uh, train. So but the Korean terminology... They came in later. Yeah. We never used to do the Korean terminology initially. And even the Korean language changed when they took the um, Japanese out of the Korean. We started learning how to speak China, uh, Korea. And then all of a sudden it changed. We had to drop all that and, and start the new new one. So Yeah, the... um. From a from a a technical point of view, and perhaps you, I mean, you know, you you still grade and you grade black belts and so on. Um, one of the things that myself and uh, Master always talk about is the is the practicality of taekwondo. It used to be more practical. You could you could probably use a lot more of it in those days, but I think that was um, because of the way we trained. Whereas a lot of these days, it tends to be a lot of what I would call shape making. Um, um, without the, you know, the the practical element um, in mind. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I agree totally. I mean, nowadays, well, then, you, say, for example, you were learning how to do a block. Say you're learning how to do ampalmer mapping. Hmm. Um, nowadays, you see people just going through the motions. They don't actually do the block anymore. They're yeah. going through the motions. It's like... Um, Self-defense, when you see people trying to get out of holds and grabs, people are not really holding them. It gives a, a false sense of security. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I think and I think I think that's because of the um, as you say, the, the the sort of you know, the health and safety aspect. No, you know, I mean we, we used to go in the class and if if I come out, if I hadn't come out with a few bruises, I think, well. You know what happened there? <laughs> you know, we we do forearm conditioning, smacking each other's forearms. Uh, and when you're sparring, you're sparring without safety equipment. And occasionally, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get you know a psychic in the ribs or wherever. Um, and you think, oh, ouch! But that was just the way it is. But these these days, you don't get that. And if people do get hurt, but they go, you know, it, it's you almost think, well, this is unfair. I didn't do this to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, in them days, we never had sparring equipment. No. We never, I mean, 
everybody to get bruises. Mm. Part and parcel of the course. Mm. No one complained about it. I mean, obviously, we get bruises, but it was never done intentionally. Mm. Always, if you're going to block too hard or or whatever. But nowadays, when when the safety equipment came in, I thought that was a good idea. Mm. Safe. I mean, getting bruises is not a good thing. Mm. But you know, the safety equipment, which the boots, the gloves, the shin pads. I mean, they're very good. I think mm. very good. So. Yeah. The, the um, I, 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 it's interesting with safety equipment because obviously. I think the the early safety equipment was was quite interesting because the um I remember my my first set of safety equipment was that Junery stuff the foam stuff yeah yeah but you could, but you could open your hands and you could use like a reverse knife hand or a back fist or a knife hand whereas um you know and we do we tend to use the the closed gloves so, so you don't have much you know you you can do a, a punch but actually the other options are a little bit limited now so so it changes the way you you fight. Well, they're more like boxing gloves in a way, aren't they? Now, he's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, so it's a bit, a, a little bit, uh, a little bit different. But um, yeah, I, 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 th- I think it is, it is interesting. I mean, I myself and um, uh, Mastro, you know, we we often talk about the the changes in techniques. Sometimes it seems like just change for change's sake. That there doesn't seem to be a logic to it. Um, and I don't know whether you want to comment on that. Well, yeah, I mean, Jenna Choi. Um, he he changed a lot of things. Mm. Um, we were always taught body twist. When yeah. you plenty of body twist. I don't know if you do the same way. Do you do the same way? Well, we we we, we do we do. Funny if we do. Uh, but I I also emphasise um, because I remember yourself, Mastery, um, and um, even General Che. Because I think that General Che brought in. The sine wave, but but he never got rid of the twist. But I think a lot of people interpreted it the fact that there was no twist anymore. But that's not the case. No, no, there should because you you got you got to use the body. You have got to use the body, otherwise there's no point. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a, a, a fan of the sine wave. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I always like to have plenty of body twist. For example, if I'm going to break a board, say yeah. I'm going to set myself up and I'm going to have plenty of body trip, plenty of reaction in the other hand. Yeah. And that's where I think you get the power. Mm. If you stood in front of a board with sign wave, would it be as strong, you think? Well, I, I I think what happens, and I will will say this, I think it, it, it is interesting because in, in the day that, you know, we, we came through, people were doing a lot of breaking. But actually people don't test themselves as much now because there's not so much breaking. Uh, so you can, can do break. But, but also when you see somebody break, they predominantly use a, a huge twist of the body. <laughs> so, you know, so, so, you know, if, I, if I'm going to break, and I'm going to break with knife hand. You know, I'm not just going to do an up and down movement. I'm going to, you know, get my body back, get my shoulder into it and, and, and hit it. So, you know, when it comes down to practicality of it, there is still body, body movement there. You know? I'm not sure if, 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 is breaking is relevant anymore? No, no. Um, Master Ree was a formidable uh, guy who could break anything, mm. and then we we had a lot of emphasis on breaking. Yeah, but nowadays I, I, I tend to think there's not so much emphasis on it, mm. which I think in a way is a good thing. I think people hurt themselves when they're breaking sometimes. 
Mm. I busted my, my wrist once. Um, so I think breaking is on the way out. It's just for demonstrations. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Well, uh, <clears throat> I have to bring you back to a story. I don't know. You, you probably won't remember this, but I remember it well. I was doing my third degree pre-grading under yourself. And um, you put some, um, I think it was two, we were using breaker boards at the time. And you put yeah. two black breaker boards out there and you asked me to punch them. <laughs> so I, I thought to myself, well, I'm going to give this a good go. Um, and I really went. <laughs> and you said to me, yeah, I, di- I didn't think you were going to break it. I just wanted to see if you'd really try. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is part and partial. Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. Yes, it is. Because it's fearful. It's you know, and they just tap it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you've got to put every 100% into it. Yeah. 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 Whenever you try, whether it's a pattern, sparring, or stretching, or whatever, put 100% into it, and you'll gain more out of it. Mm. Okay, everyone, including myself, we always have things we cannot break. Mm. Many a times I've tried to hit a board that's never broken. More than one board it was. But, um, but so what? As long as I put every effort into it, that's the main thing. Mm. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is, that is the, the most important thing. That, that Watching you doing a destruction demonstration was well we would talk about that for months afterwards well here we are you know probably 35 years on still you know reminiscing about what you used to do you know with with a house break back fisting it and then punching it and then reverse knife hand and looking flip you know unbelievable we've never seen that before we we would see master re at or grandmaster you know at a grading and he would punch a board or um, might do a knife hand strike, but you would do it with all the techniques on one hand. You're thinking, you know, how are you going to write? How are you going to drive home? But your hand would be fine. But then the next, I remember another time you came, you did exactly the same, but with boards and you were, like I said to you earlier, I remember, you, you know, on a table, somebody stood on a table and you did a flying sidekick. You did a reverse turning air brake. And we were just in awe. In fact, We've got a student that still trains with us from those days. He's now, uh, he took his seventh down re- recently, uh, a guy called Master Rob Tetmar. And uh, he, we often reminisce with him about what you used to do to inspire us. It was so inspirational to see you know, somebody of, of your skill level showing us the way because we'd never seen it before. It mm-hmm. was absolutely fantastic. And I think that, Breaking still got an important part to our mar- our martial art, but um, it's very difficult with regulations that are out there with no win, no fee. But we still ask people to do a, a destruction technique at our gradings, and it is very interesting because, as you say, part of it is overcoming your fear, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. Scary, you know you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. yeah. But also, breaking is conditioning yourself, hmm. conditioning your hands. Yeah, preparation. Yeah, yeah, d- d- definitely. One, one thing that used to find strange was Master E used to get us to doing press-ups on our knuckles, mm. jumping, jumping press-ups on our knuckles. Mm. And, but then he never let the ladies do it. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, he said it's to make sure you, you handle the condition. Mm. So I said to him once, I said about, why don't the ladies do it? And I, 
he gave me some up score. Um, <laughs> I can't remember now. That's, yeah. uh, you know, I always find that strange. Yeah, different well, way of thinking. Well, we, we we did have a. Th- I remember at um down in Bristol when we were training, there were there were a couple of ladies who said, "Right, we're just going to do it anyway." And there there were there were they. So it seemed for them it was optional. We had to do it. We had to do it on our knuckles, but the ladies were optional. But we had some ladies there who actually I remember Anna Baleko. She used to Gail Hooper. She used to do, and they used to do press ups. Remember Gail? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Press ups on their knuckles, and and they 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 go for it. They said, "Well, we're you know we're going to do the same as the blokes are doing it because it, it was predominantly uh, men at that time." Yeah. Uh, um, but they they just went, "Yeah, we're doing it." <laughs> In fact, about Anna, Anna, I'm not sure you'll remember her as much because she was very quiet. But she was um she was Eastern European, and she used to do um uh, a back fist striking on wood. Um, she was fearless. Um, and she just just go for it, you know. Fight with the guys. Um, she was sort of in in the in the mold of a bit of a bit of an Ortam Ying, really. She was just, <laughs> you know, when you fought her, you, you just thought, All right, right, this is just a fight. This is not a lady. This is a fight. <laughs> we we go out with Tan Ying quite often. Oh, right. yeah. You know, we go to London, and she comes down here. Okay. You know, Rainbow Pass. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we do. Um, and. We're in touch with, with uh, Tam Ying a lot. Yeah. We, yeah. we even go on cruises together. Oh, oh wow. 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 Nice. I've got a yeah. picture. I've got a picture of her um somewhere doing a jumping uh turning kick to yeah. the high holder. It was a grading, uh two boards. Mm. Um and, nice and, and it's brilliant. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, you know, awesome. She was very tough, very yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah. Is she uh, is she still uh, training at this time? Is she still teaching? No, but um, she, she's in the uh, office side of old Taekwondo. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, please, please, please give her our love um, and uh, our best wishes because, uh, again, she was very inspirational to a lot of people as well. Yeah. And, and from, if you remember, she was very flexible. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Very flexible. I used to look at her and thinking, oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> but you were too, sir, weren't you? You were very uh, flexible as well. You used to I was, but not quite, as good, not quite as good as her. But no. it was quite, yeah, flexible, but not as quite as good as her. Yeah, yeah. Well, so sort of going back to the 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 sort of technical side of Taekwondo and the changes uh that you've seen, obviously. You know, you know, starting. We just talked about a hip twist and sine wave and so on. And it is interesting with the sine wave because myself and, and Mastro, we, we got the chance to to talk with General Che when he came to the UK in uh, 2000 when we started Puma. And um, you know, he was saying that the reason why he introduced the the, the sine wave there were many reasons. Really, one was to keep the the body safer when you were training because the you know the the limbs, the back, and the knees used to take a bit of a hammering and he was trying to sort of um take um take that excessive twisting out of the out of the back and so on although it was still there but it was a very very it was a smaller more um a smaller movement so to speak um so that was interesting he said that uh, he said about that and he said he, it was a bit more of a an efficient way of delivering the power so it's um when i first saw it i've got i've got to be honest i thought I don't like this. When I started doing it and understanding it, then I thought, actually, I can see what I can see where he was coming from. Um, you know, it's 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 an interesting interesting concept. But I but I also think that it's tough because you you 
the early days of Taekwondo were so good and you it, it was so so nice to train in that way I, th- I think it all was bringing in the sign wave and the fact that Taekwondo has got softer it almost seems like such a minus to the art do, yeah. do you know, I don't know if I'm explaining that very well yeah you are yeah yeah um like I said I'm not I'm mm. not a fan of it mm. that's me personal mm. but if you if you um you practice it and 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 you become good at it. I mean, uh, mm. all things, uh, any change, if it makes it feel better for you, it's good for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, take one though. We can learn from. I can learn from a white belt. Yeah. I saw. I did a grading one day, and I was asking this yell about how to get out of a move, etc., in self defense, and he did a, a thing, and I thought, oh, that's very good. So I'm learning by by a yellow belt. Mm. But anyone can learn from anyone. We always find new things to learn. Yeah. With, with the sound wave, I'm not a fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we um we when well when Puma started, you know, we were lucky enough, as said, to to have um. Do you, do you need to pop? Do you need to pop off for a bit? No, no. I wanted to ask. I wonder if I could ask. Yeah, yeah. Sir, question. Uh, do you want to ask it first? Yeah, yeah I did. Go, yeah. On, go for it, sir. What was? What do you think has been your greatest achievement in Taekwondo? What's been the thing that stood out for you? The one thing where you think, yeah, that was pretty good. That was the thing that would cement you in history. I mean, I got my memories of you that. Um, I'll use the same word again, absolutely out of this world, inspirational uh, techniques on sparring and destruction. But was there one occasion which stands out in your memory that you could share with us? Not really. I mean, I went to the world first world championships and I got a bronze medal. Wow, well done. Where was that? In Montreal. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. At yeah. the first world championships. What was that, 70, 1970? Six? No, no, no. Before that, four. Okay. Seventy-four. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure if it was seventy-two or seventy-four. Um, so that was an achievement. I went with um, uh, representing England. Oh, I should say UK, shouldn't I? UK. So that was an achievement. Um, overall, I, I don't know. I don't have a single uh, occasion that I can say, oh, that was the best time ever. Mm. You know, I, I think I, I've enjoyed Taekwondo throughout all of it. Mm. The good times, the bad times. Mm. I, I, my greatest achievement is doing Taekwondo. I, yeah. I, you, for me, you were a standout pioneer from the early days that I started Taekwondo. You were head and shoulders above the rest. Um, no, master would do our would do our gradings, um, but he would always have a suit on, so it's difficult to actually see what he could do. And obviously a lot of people would speak highly of his technique and his power, but you actually would put your uniform on and you would t- you would talk the talk, walk the walk. And it was, like I said, I was probably a blue or a red belt and you were sparring us and, well, we couldn't even get near you. It was just, and we, we loved the fact that, I can't believe that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. That's definitely you true. I, can't. <laughs> I, I, I remember, you know, thinking, how would I, you know, I, I started doing competition 
And then I faced you and you were setting me up with you do a side kick to the body and then do a hook kick or you do a faint high kick and then bang hit to the body. I'm thinking, never seen this before. Before it was sort of all blood and guts and you just got stuck in, you know, and whoever was the toughest went to the next round. But you, there was a certain finesse about you where you would pick people off. I remember um, I started this just a, a month or so after Master Gal. And I remember he was winning all the trophies and medals and I was watching him thinking wow you know how good he'd come on and then you would spar him and you put him into bits and we're thinking that's impossible nobody could beat Ray <laughs> and, and you were just taking him apart it was brilliant yeah, to watch it and this was all in a dojang where there's probably I don't know about 20 people maximum all of a good standard because as you as you remember back in those days it was very regimented there weren't very many ladies there certainly weren't any children and um you know you were you were power testing every technique so you were head and head and shoulders above every anybody that we saw at that time we were just so pleased that uh eventually when we had our own school you came and you graded our students and they were in awe of you as well so i'd like to thank you for those days really you were very inspirational yeah, i enjoyed them days mm, yeah. yeah i really enjoyed coming down there grading Meeting everyone. Yeah. Big numbers as well, wasn't it, back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that my best thing with Taekwondo is that I've actually done Taekwondo. Mm. That seems. Um, meeting everyone, meeting different people from all over the world, meeting you two, uh, meeting everyone, you know, all colours, all, all nationalities, all religions. To me, a person is a person. No... A racial bit anywhere, mm. religious or, or any other way. So I've met some fantastic people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's the best achievement I've had. I know yeah. it's not what you want to hear that I can oh, break this or do that, but I've met lots of people and it's been really uh, a pleasure. Yeah. Your answer, your answer reflects you exactly. You know, you're always about giving, always giving to others and just enjoying the journey rather than, you know, I want a, a medal here or a medal there. It's, it's about the journey. And I think that, uh, you know, again, I could talk about in glowing colours, just lovely, lovely man who always went out of his way to always, you know, support us in, in our endeavours to do with martial arts taekwondo. And I say even the questions as well. I used to, I remember you asked, we were taking a, a, our black belts at the time, Mastercard, I don't know if you remember, and uh, you would ask us questions. And um, I remember you asked me, you said, so, you know, why do you want to be a, a second degree? I said, well, um, I think, um, and you said, rubbish, sit down. If you want to be a second then, you should have thought it was a long time ago. And it was great because you weren't scolding us or turning us off. You were, in, you were infusing inspiration into us and, getting the dynamics right where if you want to be here a second down, there has to be a reason for it because it's such a, a great status to have, you know? And uh, I always remember that. And at the time I thought, oh, and it made you, it would make you go away and think about who and what you were. It was excellent. Yeah, it was. Let me tell you a, a quick little story. When I was in um, Montreal in, in, in the Olympic, uh, Olympics, in the first World Championships. Yep. Um, 
there was a seventh degree black belt there. I was a first degree, remember? Uh, there was a seventh degree black belt. And he, and he was from Bunai. It's called Bunai. Mm. And he took us under the wing. Him, him, and he said, come on, I'll get you breakfast. Make sure this. This is a seventh degree black belt, Korean. Wow. He, he is the most um, nicest Korean I've ever met. Mm. Seventh degree, and making sure that we got our breakfasts. We got this, we got that. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't understand that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you compare Master Grandmaster Ray and other Koreans, but this guy, fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's, it's uh, go, go, going back again. <laughs> See, all, all, all these stories, we, oft, we often talk about, I often talk about this myself and uh, Mark, we talk about this. But I remember, again, and I, I think it was the same grading that you asked me to punch these boards, my third degree pre-grading. And at the time, I was doing uh, sort of fairly well in competition, and I I just sort of, um, uh, you know, I remember I remember my my next sort of goal was trying to beat Ron Sergio at the time, um, you know, who was the, uh, the lightweight at the time. So I came out for my pre grading, and I, I always had um, I always had a couple of belts. I used to have a belt I used to wear in a tournament, uh, and then with nothing on it. I remember I had that belt, and I came on. And you said, uh, why haven't I got my grade on my belt? <laughs> I said, um, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I, 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 and you said, don't ever come to a grading in front of me again without your grading. Without <laughs> your grades on your belt. And I went, I'm sorry, sir. Anyway, I did the grading. And then after that, I, I came up to you to apologize. I said, I'm really sorry, sir. He said, that's right. Don't, all done now. Forget about it. Come on, let's go and get something to eat. I'm thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I can't believe Because I thought you were really upset with me. And he, yeah. once you've done that, you said, no, nah, that's it. Done now. Yeah, I've told you what I want you to hear. Now let's get on with it. Yeah, <laughs> there was harping on with these stuff. <laughs> I, th- I think you were, I think you were, you were direct, but there was no, never any ill feeling towards it. There was always a lot of never any malice, never, never, never any malice anywhere. That's right. It was that's always, right, it was yeah. always out of love, and that's yeah. To, I, I have to say, we always felt it. It was always out of love, and you were very warm, um, which was very different to a lot of people that we met senior people at that time in taekwondo mm, yeah um and i know this 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 is you know we're, we're throwing these things at you but but this this really is what makes us who we are today and the way that we teach our students yeah we, we try and be uh firm with them but we do try and be warm with them and let them know that we are people and that we love people that's, that's the way it should be mm. yeah, yeah. Right, let me tell you another little story I went down and I did a grading. This is the first time I ever did this grading for this black belt. Master Ree sent me down because he couldn't uh, he couldn't turn up, so I had to go down and do the grading. When I went down there, um, he asked me something. Else, I said, "Oh yes, please." And he said to me, "You say please." He was so shocked for me saying being polite and saying please. Like he's never heard anyone <laughs> high grade. So, you know, it was always do this, do that. Yeah, yeah. But he couldn't understand how I said please, and, mm, and that's yeah. what it should be. Yeah, yeah. Do do you um do do you keep up much with, with what's happening from uh you know either from a, a, a what's happening around the world with Taekwondo, you know, from ITF point of view or anything like? That. I mean, there's there's so many different uh, organizations and. 
associations now. Obviously, in going back in the day in the in the seventies when we started, you know, you had I think there was about two organizations then. Um, and then obviously two became four and four became eight. And you know, yeah, it's exactly. yeah, yeah. So I don't know what 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 you I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that. Um my thought, well. UKTA, the first person to leave UKTA was Mary Walker. Mm. Yeah. You know Mary Walker? Yes, yeah. we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was very good as well. Very he was, good. yeah, he was very good. He was. Um, he was the first person to leave. And then from then on, you get thousands of lots of different associations. And why not if you if you want to, if you think you can do a better job or you can but I think mainly it's money orientated. Mm, yeah, it's money orientated. But um, there's only one. There was the UKTA initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in those days. Yeah, I, can, yeah, I think it's in, inevitable that it's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. In all walks of life, not just Taekwondo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you see the boxing now. They have the split. There's so many different associations with boxing now. That's mm. right. Yeah. Inevitable. So mm. I just say, let them get on with it, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we're sort of we're sort of coming to the end of our our little little chat. I hope that we can at some point um, uh, talk again. Um, but um, I mean, you know, I know, we've sort of said how we how we felt um, about uh, you and our start of our Taekwondo journey and the difference you made to to both of us. So once again, you know, thank you for that. Um, you know, I'd, I'd um, I hope that uh, at some point, you know, we we can get you along. Well, maybe, maybe it's along to the <laughs> the cricket. We can have a have a chat in person, um, and uh, oh, I'd love a, to come down. Love to come down. Yeah, have a cup of tea or whatever our bevy is, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and talk again about the um, uh, those, good old days. Yeah, those, those times. And like you said, I think for me, um, Master O was saying about you know what, what's your biggest achievement, and I think yeah, I think you're right. I said my biggest achievement is it's been able to spend. Uh, over 50 years with my long lost my 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 friend um you know we were friends long before taekwondo uh we're still still there working together um still still speak to each other um and we can share memories about our early days and about you as well and about the the difference you made to us so you know thank you very very much for that and i think that's that's my biggest achievement definitely um you know. no i i'm honored that you, you, you're thinking of me at the way you are i mean it's it's an honor to even know that. Mm -hmm. Well, no, but it's the truth. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you for that. And um, you know, well, it only remains to say that you know we we wish wish you all the best. And um, you know, thank you very very much. Uh, and I hope that uh, I hope we can meet in person now that all the uh, <laughs> the nonsense is over. The world is returning to some kind of normality. Uh, we can get together and uh, share some some time in your country. All right, it's all right. Definitely, we definitely make it this summer in in Tom. All right. Yeah, we will. Well, th thank thank you very very much. Uh, I hope that my students uh, listening to this realize that uh, we have been speaking to uh, one of the early pioneers in in Taekwondo, uh, and without um, Grandmaster Hotwood, many of us would not be here today doing this uh, art. Because whatever whatever happens is you need inspiration in life, whether it's in Taekwondo, uh, whether anything else that you do, you need people that inspire you. Um, and uh, if you have that, then um, you know. You, you'll be there. So thank you very much, sir.
Um, if you, you if you can stay on the line afterwards, we would like to, to uh, chat. On. Just want to say goodbye to the uh, Living Martial Arts podcast fans, and we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you.